Happy Monday, everybody. Today is May 11th, 2020. Welcome to the Palmouth Project. Today, I'm very happy to welcome to the show Junad Etienne. He is a certified hypnotherapist and also a senior member of the Institute for Hermetic Philosophy in New York. A couple of weeks back, Junad wrote what some may call a controversial article on the coronavirus and prompted us to think things through with an independent objective lens. There's been a lot of folks, doctors on the front lines, as well as scientists, researchers, people from all walks of life putting together alternative theories and ideas about coronavirus and how we're handling things. And when Janad put out his article for family and friends, it spread and thousands of people across the web have now viewed it. And of course, with that, all kinds of reactions. So I'm excited to have Janad on to talk about the article, what prompted him to write it, and share with us his point of view. Janad Etienne, welcome to the Polymath Project. How are you doing, Thank my friend? You. Thank you. I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Awesome. It's great to have you. Today's May 11th, 2020. We're now, Janad, two months into this uh, quarantine here, at least in, in the tri-state area where I know you reside as well. Um, how are you doing amidst this, A, and B, I know you wrote this blog article a couple of weeks back, uh, and I want to mm -hmm. know, I know you wrote it for family and friends mostly, but it's now spread quite uh, dramatically. Thousands of people have been looking at it. Um, I want to know, A, how you're doing, yourself and your family, and then talk about your inspiration for putting this article together. Well, yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, we're doing great, actually. We're doing really well. Um, we, we had a bit of a rough road trying to figure out this new uh, place where we were, kids home from school. Um, our uh, business, you know, we run, we have a family business and an acupuncture center, a health center. Um, it had been, you can imagine, like thrown for a loop. Um, but as time went on, as the weeks went on, we sort of figured out how to make it all work, figured out how to smooth out the, the tensions, you know, inside the house, as well as uh, getting comfortable with this different world we're living in, right? Um, so yeah, um, we're, we're doing really well with it. And we found um, a different way of relating uh, to the world out there and slowing down our own clocks, spending a lot of really good family time um, and, and learning more than anything, both of us, uh, my wife and I, um, and even the kids are learning mm. so much from this. How old are your kids? Uh, they're three. Uh, Aman is three and Jahan is eight. And they're both in school? Uh, they're both, yeah, well, Aman is in, he's in uh, daycare, an amazing daycare uh, uh, called Pitu Play, and Jahan um, goes to, uh, she's in the second grade um, at a Waldorf school, Green Meadow. So uh, they're, and they're just uh, two amazingly energetic kids and that's that has its pros and cons you can imagine. 
hopefully you guys have some outdoor space that uh, you can get some sunlight, especially as the weather's getting nicer here. That's the good thing. Uh, we do. We live out in, um, in Rockland County and there's a farm very close. Um, there's plenty of space to like walk and hike and um, experience nature. So, you know, we're really lucky uh, that we have uh, this type of uh, environment to enjoy as we're locked down. We're really not locked down. We're really kind of like uh, just, you know, out and enjoying most of the time. So. And most of those places aren't, aren't closed off or, or limited in, in, in various ways to the public? Uh, no, no. We, we have plenty of, there are places that are uh, closed down, but this area, we, we just sort of live, we're right in the middle of it. There's a farm right next door and my daughter every Wednesday goes and milks the cows and helps with the farm and uh, everyone is very welcoming and, and you know, there's a good sense of community here, which is really, really important. That's wonderful, Janad. That's wonderful to hear. And uh, not everyone's so fortunate as that, but uh, you guys put yourself in a good position by being close to nature. Um, speak yep. towards this article you wrote uh, titled uh, Coronavirus, Let's Think This Through. I'm mm -hmm. gonna, as you speak, I'll pull it up so the audience could see the URL. And it's, it's certainly a well-researched uh, piece. Um, okay. Talk about your inspiration for it and give a, the audience a summary, if you can, of, of the main message points that you okay, want to get so, across. So, um, as, I, as I mentioned, we run an acupuncture center. It's, it's Dutchie um, Acupuncture, and we're in Houston, Manhattan, on Houston Street in Manhattan. Um, we noticed that a lot of people, once we sort of got into the COVID uh, time and, 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 and area, they were afraid to leave their houses and they didn't want to do anything and it was, it was locked down, shut down. However, one of the things that, that we know, and we've been, uh, Lita's been practicing this for years. She's been doing this and she's, in, she's a, a woman's health guru and she's an amazing, amazing acupuncturist. Uh, she noticed that she noticed she knows that the immune system is the number one answer to this thing. In other words, we know that the people who do the worst on this are people with weakened immune systems and and the elderly. And uh, on the flip side of that, that if you have a strong immune system, uh, you you can, you know get infected and, and, and contract this thing and not even notice it, not have very little to no symptoms at all. So one of the things that keeps your immune system powerful is, let's say, acupuncture, right? So people were afraid to come in and get acupuncture. People were afraid to, you know, make any types of moves. And, and for us, uh, that's kind of backwards, despite what we hear from you know, the media and the, 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 you know, people who are making all of the decisions, which we might agree with or, or not agree with. It's really important to keep up a very strong immune system. 
And so one of the reasons why I wrote the piece was to illustrate and, and get people to understand that the that one, it's important not to have a lot of to to work with the fear. And for some reason the the media, that's the one thing they upplay, the fear. Reporting on the numbers of deaths every single day, uh, casting it in a light where the solutions are not pointed out, but it's just, you know, the worst part every single day. After a while, everybody's so afraid. So we decided to, I decided to write this piece and do all the research for it and share it with family and friends. And um, it was supposed to be a couple of dozen people at the beginning. And it turned out to be over, you know, uh, close to 1,500 people now who wow. read this and who are, who are digesting it. And a lot, of, a lot of the response that we've gotten, people are saying things like, um, well, we've gotten some negative response, but overwhelmingly people are like, oh, I'm so glad I read that. I feel so much better about leaving my house. And so that's exactly the kind of response we were looking for, as well as just really detailed, I feel like it's important to think independently. It's really important to, to check sources, think independently, um, look at what's happening in between the lines and behind the scenes and get your news, news sources you know, um, in a place where it's not the common feeding trough. You know, look for, go to get the news that you find uh, through your efforts, not just the one that happens to arrive at your doorstep. Yeah. It's hard uh, to do that, isn't it? It's hard to um, find those independent sources and, and maintain or obtain some type of objectivity. Uh, it's, we, we like to trust, yeah. try, believe we can trust our elected officials and, and you know, what's on CNN. Um, and, and so how do we, how do we, it's almost like a, I don't know if you want to call it a hypnosis or not, but uh, it's a, uh, how, how do we how do we how do we maintain or get to that state of objectivity? So so just by kind of knowing knowing the game, you said the word trust. So trust is the most important factor here. And to be honest, uh, the 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 news, the media has shown time and time again that a lot of the the ways that they position stories, the facts that they include, how they spin it. They're, they are serving um, their corporate benefactors more than the people that they serve. So, the, you know, we, and we hear it all the time that, you know, 90% uh, of the news is owned by, or, you know, more than 90% is owned by six, you know, major corporations, that there's a, like a uniformity of, of messaging, uh, that they keep us away from the most important um, viewpoints so while they while you know they debate certain things on one side, on another side we're totally missing really essential, really essential um, reporting. So it's just so it's important to know that and look for things that are not that don't fall in that category, and a lot of those can be found on the internet. You know um, I love to listen to Dell Bigtree, uh, the High Wire. Um, there's there's many you know, independent sources that are independently funded, very important, again, mm. uh, that will give it to you in a, in a completely different way. And I don't say go out and listen to those things 
um, and just, you know, just absorb them. No, you got to think critically, take them, measure them. Because as you were saying, um, hypnosis is, I define hypnosis because that's what I do. I'm a hypnotist. Uh, I'm a certified professional hypnotist by trade. Um, I define hypnosis as successful communication with the subconscious mind. And when I do it in um, a clinical setting, I help people to resolve real problems that they have, like anxiety, uh, fear, um, you know, um, weight loss, smoking, phobias, that kind of thing. I help them to improve their lives. But you can also use the same force, right, the same uh, set of principles to manipulate people and cause them to, to you know, communicate with their subconscious in a way that produces fear, right, or in a way that produces compliance. Right. And I find the news doing that more often than um, than, well, they, they never do it the other way. Right. Mm. So um, so the, the point of the main point of the article was to uh, flatten the fear, to get people the facts that they that that can help them think through this thing independently so that they're not just responding and reacting to the fear. Really simple things like the corona numbers, the, those mm. numbers are off. Uh, they're way off because of the way that they're being reported. And you can read a little bit, you can read more about it in the article the, that um, they, they're reported in a way that, well, I guess from the time I wrote the article till now, it's a lot more common knowledge that um, a COVID death isn't a COVID death, right? That sure. If you classify death as COVID, it can, it never had to be tested. That's a that's a pretty big deal. It it might not sound big at first, but it's a huge deal. You could inflate right. the numbers. You could double, triple those numbers, right? Yeah, not not to mention the tests are being proven not to necessarily be working, in a lot of cases, false positives and things of that nature. Um, uh, so sure. So the data is being, you know, exaggerated um, in a way that ties into what you mentioned earlier, you know, this, this fear factor and, um, and, the, and, and the way people are responding, you know, individually and collectively. Um, you know, I guess it's up to each one of us, but it seems like there's some different waves of response and, um, but also some frustrations, which is probably why you're getting different types of reactions to putting out information like this. Um, yes. Yes, there's a there's a, a whole lot of frustration out there. There's a whole lot of you know, um, you know, pointing fingers, name calling, um, and a lot of people are doing the research, and then they find all of these kind of, you know, let's call them like conspiratorial conspiratorial kind of currents and flows, which you know, I'm I'm not going to deny. Um, I think conspiracy theory is a term that's that's kind of invented in order to get people to stop thinking. I want them to start thinking, um, but I'm not gonna embrace that term either. I think that the important thing, I, I find that sometimes when people do that type of thinking, um, they get to the negative kind of um, mistrustful, negative, you know, the, the sky is falling, um, which is not untrue. You know, there's, there's, there are bad people out there. there. There are things that are happening that that we don't know about, but the way I feel about it is 
And that's the way that I learned from, uh, from the Institute for Hermetic Philosophy, which you, know, you, you and I both um, have, have been there. Uh, we're, you know, we're brothers from there. Um, it's so important to be fanatically positive. Mm. It's important to, to vibrate in a way that stimulates the highest that you have to offer. And, and if, there's, if there are, you know, negative people, if there are, uh, if there's some, let's say, negative agenda that's happening out there, yeah. then, then that negative, part of that negative agenda would be to keep you in fear or to keep you in um, frustration, despondency, conflict, right? Um, but if you rise above that, then what do you do? You take your power back. You're, you are, um, you know, um, you are, are winning. You're, you're victorious against all of their attempts. Um, and so, you know, if, the, if they exist, right? So, yeah. so it's the best thing for you. It's the best thing for your, your uh, freedom. It's the best thing for the, the possible, the society. And, and the most important thing that we can remember about society is that, you know, Dario Salas Summer, the, the, the head of the Institute for Hermetic Philosophy, said it all the time. He said, there's only one problem. It looks like there's all of these different problems, um, but there's only one problem in the world. And today in the age of coronavirus, that it becomes even more obvious. And he says that that problem is the low level of consciousness of people. And so if that's the real problem, then um, we need to raise our consciousness level. And raising our consciousness level includes, yes, being, being very positive, understanding that um, that's the answer. And it's not running away from the problem. Knowing, knowing in detail what's happening, yes, but working on ourselves to make sure that our energy is good right? And that, that we don't get weighed down and, and that this doesn't muddy us, right? Um, vibrating with, with love, with strength, with harmony, um, learning all those facts, and then still being able to vibrate in this way. That makes us really powerful. And then it makes us what I like to call not a match for any kind of, you know, what, what people complain about and fear about, like, uh, uh, tyranny or um, injustice, or we're not a match for that. Right, right. So, so, so it's it's an interesting. Um, I don't know if the words a paradox, but but it's it's an interesting situation. Then, I mean, one of the points in your article talks about the loss of our freedom with what's happening now, and 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 has some challenges in that regard. And what you're saying now is that regardless of the external scenario that's happening politically or socially, we have a certain power in our hands where we can face that situation and, and we don't really have to lose that freedom internally. Yeah, exactly. That's where the freedom starts. Because uh, let's say um, there's, I guess there's a difference, right, between um, revolution and evolution. And uh, Revolution is, is, you know, uh, somebody, you know, does me wrong, and then you know, I, I get them back, I put them down, and then I take their place, 
and that's revolution. Um, evolution is uh, understanding on a deeper level what's happening, um, seeing humanity everywhere I go, and knowing that we need a different platform. We need to create a different type of world, a different type of society. And uh, if you look at the, the framers of the Constitution, uh, the framers of the Constitution, they had a higher vision in mind. Their, their vision um, left a lot on the table as far as power. They wanted to, they wanted to divide that power up in, in any way, the separation of church and state and the checks and balances. That was there. They wanted to find a different way than just, you know, um, have somebody else who they like have power, right? <laughs> They wanted to they want to spread it out and and we've kind of lost that 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 guiding vision of doing that but what we're losing by by not having that guiding vision is the clear vision of the higher society that we want to leave here for our kids and that has to include this internal positivity connecting to the highest thing that we have inside um, yet at the, on the other side of that, right, being very, being really clear on what's going, going on. So while we're, while we're vibrating with love and, 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 and strength and honor and all these beautiful things, at the same time, we have our eyes on, wait a second, you know, um, this is not, this is not correct. This is, this is not reported correctly, or this policy is not, um, uh, executed correctly, uh, this is corrupt, then this corruption is no good. So uh, there's a few, there's, we have to be not just pie in the sky, we have to have our feet firmly rooted on the ground and, and clear and awake and alive. And then, you know, uh, sometimes when I see a client and they have a whole bunch of terrible stuff that's happening in their lives, um, it's clear that that stuff is not just on the outside, that there's some internal condition that they have that's making those things happen, right? Um, you know, whether or not it's a, you know, it's a lost job or, or it's some kind of um, marital situation. Mm. So the inside corresponds to the outside, right? As above, so below. And the same thing happens with our society. Um, if, if, if we had been vibrating on this certain level, on a, on a higher level, where we're, we're clear, um, we're in our hearts, we are um, very vigilant about how we're executing our ideals as a society, we'd never be in this situation, right? So that stands to, that we, we wouldn't be matching it, right? Um, that stands to, it stands to reason that that's what we have to gain from this situation to learn those things, to learn that way of being and interacting as a society. That's our great lesson. So mm -hmm. it's not, woe is me, you know, there's all of this injustice, this, you know, um, they're, they're, calling, they're calling this thing something that it's not, they're making it um, into they're using it to oppress people and direct the economy and, and all of that stuff. But 
this is an opportunity for us to take our society to the next level, internally and externally. That's how I see it, at least. That's, that's profound. And so basically, in summary, you're saying change the world, start with, start with yourself. <laughs> and, 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 and then let that radiate, you know, from the inside out, the more of us that do that. I love the it. The more we can feel that change collectively. That's, that's powerful advice, um, Janad. And um, I know in your article, uh, towards the end, you talk about, uh, again, the silver linings and, and treatment and, and alternatives. And uh, in, a separate, in a separate discussion, I'd love to uh, invite and will invite uh, your wife, Lita, to talk about how that can be approached from a medicinal standpoint and, and, and from her practices um, point of view. But I, I know you're part of that practice as well. And then, then you bring the hypnotherapy to the table. So can you give us a little glimpse on, on how that works? I mean, people hear about hypnosis and hypnotists and it, it seems like, you know, I mean, almost like beyond an alternative therapy, like something yeah. that most people might question, like, how, how does that even work? But obviously, science has shown how deep the power of the subconscious is. So can you give us a bit of a summary on how your practice and treatment and just hypnosis, hypnotherapy works? Sure, sure. Um, so hypnotists are um, very, very varied in their approach. And I've learned from some of the best hypnotists on the planet, I, I feel, uh, some of my teachers. Uh, and we're all in, we're encouraged to form our own definition of how we work. And for me, the definition of, of hypnosis is the successful communication with the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is uh, it's the stage for all change. So it's the part of us that is uh, silently executing all of our internal conditioning, everything that we've received from our parents, from our schoolmates, from um, you know TV, you know uh, society, things that we've our bosses, things that we've we've done, um, our deepest fears, all of those things live subconsciously in a place where they're operating, and we don't we don't know you know exactly what they're doing. Yet, uh, it makes such an impact in our lives, our decisions that we think we do for a specific reason. It's because it may be because there's a subconscious impulse that, you know, originated when we were like, you know, 10, right, that, that we were hurt or there's, or there's some type of trauma there. So the, the way that I work in um, hypnosis um, clinical hypnosis with someone is we communicate with the subconscious by going to a deep level of relaxation, right? And working out, it's almost like we're having a conversation underwater, underwater mean, meaning in that deep level where the subconscious is open and listening and present. And what we find is that there are issues that can instantly be transformed just by uh, going to a different level of an altered state. So um, mm. for, for example, I had, I had a, a client who, who uh, he had issues with um, his family, his parents, uh, since he was a kid. They, he just felt different from them and he just couldn't um, relate to them. Um, 
he ended up making a whole lot of money. They didn't make like a lot of money and that furthered the gap. And in one session, uh, we were able to uh, communicate with him that love doesn't need similarity, right? That he could, he could extend love to his family without being exactly like them. And from that day on, he, you know, and, and I didn't know, I don't know exactly how it happened. It happened in the depth of his internal world, um, but something clicked. And uh, from that day on, he was very different towards his family and he had a, a fantastic relationship with them um, where he was able to go there, feel good about being there and then, and then leave and then have his, you know, have a little space because he, he still needed that space. But sure. it's these amazing kind of changes that happen for people happen beyond what could happen with, let's say, reading a book or talking out your problem or just, you know, um, visiting, visiting it on a surface level. You, if you go deeper, you'll get deeper results. That sounds unbelievable. And, and um, you know, as I pulled up, you were speaking, the, your website, uh, coachingtheinside.com. It's a nice, catchy brand name as well. So, you know, for anyone listening can learn more or connect with Janad uh, through that website, coachingtheinside.com. I appreciate that um, summary of what you do and that, that anecdote. And I think it relates well, as you said before, to the big picture of what's happening in the world right now and what's always happened in the mass world in terms of media hypnosis and other forms of, of penetration of the subconscious, maybe not with the best intentions, but um, really proving that uh, that's, um, that's um, able to happen um, both with, with positive uh, intentions uh, of, of healing some of mm -hmm. those wounds and also with uh, some, some negative intentions, which uh, is what we have to uh, try to make that connection and build that relationship for uh, with our subconscious mind so that we can be the nurturer of that, um, of <laughs> how that's programmed essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, what, I, what I find is really important, I, I'm not sure if that began with a question. Was that a question? Not necessarily, just really making the connection between what you do with your clients, you know, individually and how that connects to um, programming and the, uh, that can happen on a collective level. Yeah. Or it's still individual, but it comes from an external source that has a different agenda as opposed to us being trained to take that connection over, take responsibility for it uh, ourselves. That's a, that's a really great point because um, it's, that's more of as above, so below, right? What, what are we, uh, the collective of um, human beings on this planet or, or in this country? Um, we are uh, a group of cells of a body, aren't we? We, we, we compose a huge um, unity and that unity has, is is a human unity, but it's just it's just built of more people. So the same rules in many ways apply. You know, um, the United States has traumas. The United States has uh, 
um, issues and problems that it needs to get over the United States has, as a country, has um, uh, weaknesses and, um, and, and things that, that it has to work on. And this coronavirus, um, th this whole issue is, is showing us a lot of our problems, a lot of our part partisanship, the lack of harmony, and, um, as well as what you were saying, our susceptibility to manipulation by, by our media, which, you know, it just shows um, this kind of, there's a, there's a kind of mental laziness where we will take it because the, the, you know, nighttime news anchorman said it instead <laughs> of looking deeper and, and seeing if it really makes sense and using our intuition, using our discernment. So, and another thing that I wanted to point out, as far as the fear goes, uh, one, one thing that I, I really was happy that I did, I was thinking whether or not to do it when I was writing the article, was I included uh, some accounts of physicians who really are treating coronavirus. Um, they're treating COVID-19 in a way that is is so much more successful than the media um, hints that we can. I mean, there are doctors out there that are that are treating this in an amazing way. And if the media were to focus on their efforts and their results that they're getting, uh, they we the the amount of fear would just tank. So you know whether whether or not you read the article and take a look at it, I really encourage everyone to. Find um, find people like like who are who are doing this type of work. Um, there's a guy named Richard Cheng. Um, there's a and and he started in Wuhan, China. He talks about vitamin C um, using intravenous vitamin C. Uh, there is uh, Vladimir uh, Zelenko, who is uh, here in New York. He's he's doing a lot of work with um, uh, hydrochloroquine, hydrochloroquine and and zinc. And uh, there, there are a number of others that some, of, some more that I include in the article, lots of information. But to me, that's some of the most, that's one of the most important sections in the whole article. I, I, I would just focus on that and, and look at all those sources and see that you don't have to um, have the same mortality rate that they're talking about in the news and that they're experiencing in hospitals. Um, it's this is very different um, when treated a certain way. I and, appreciate oh, that. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, continue. Oh, and 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 also, I you know, Lita's going to kill me, but I I uh, I forgot to mention her. She's counseling so many people and turning so many people who are who have COVID um, and helping them turn things around by giving them the right supplements, by giving them um, herbs, Chinese herbs and acupuncture. And so there are a whole lot of people treating this thing in a way that is very, very encouraging. And that should, boy, if I said in an article, if, if these people, uh, if these people used, you know, took their model and went around the US and, and, and taught everybody, um, and went to hospitals and, and taught them how to use this, um, we would, we would have a completely different idea 
of this problem. Hmm. I personally agree with you. And I, I know that I've caught some flack for uh, stating such uh, heretical <laughs> opinions. Um, but no, I don't, I don't take it lightly. I mean, these are, these are, you know, health matters. These are societal matters. There's a lot of very important um, decisions to be made at, at so many levels. And then each of us at an individual level has a chance to take all that in and still make a whole number of choices. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, I mean, just point blank, based on what you're saying, you know, in the article and, and here today, um, and obviously different countries and cities and states all have different types of decision making happening. Are you, if, if you, if someone was coming to you to put you on a council to make a decision today for, let's say, New York or the U.S., would, would you be opening things up right away? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would open it. I would open it back up immediately. And I'd bring life back to the way that it would be. And I would follow in the, I would follow uh, the counsel of a lot of the um, greatest scientists and epidemiologists and virologists who are out there saying, guys, this is, um, yes, a deadly disease, but this is not more deadly than other diseases that have come um, uh, recently in the past 20 years. And um, we are doing much more much more harm to society by closing things down and by separating human beings by not allowing people to hug each other um, and not allowing people to go to work and, and feed their kids than, um, than we're doing by keeping them, keeping them at home, saying that we're keeping them safe. Um, yeah. that's, that's my conclusion after all of the work, all of the research, all of the reading um, that, that I've done. Sure. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I am. And, uh, and others, you know, are as well. Some of the ones that you cited here and not just from a feeling point of view, but from a very scientific uh, methodology, methodology uh, that they've taken to see um, how to treat not just the disease when it takes people on, but how to really take a more preventative approach. Uh, and you talk, you know, at, towards the end of the article about prevention and also herd immunity which is obviously a concept that's been around for ages that has proven successful. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm on board, you know, with you. Um, continue. And I, I, I want to, so this also takes, I'm glad you brought up herd, herd immunity because um, it's so important to, to understand that uh, these, the, the most distinguished epidemiologists are saying that that's the only way we're gonna get through this for it to become common in society. And that's what we're slowing down and we're stopping right now by keeping everybody at home. But in addition to that, uh, on the freedom note, there's a thing called contact tracing. I don't know if you know about it, that uh, they are um, proposing, and there's a bill right now um, in Congress, HR 6666, uh, proposing to fund an effort to uh, launch a program of tracing the 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 con technologically tracing um, everyone who who a positive COVID um, test a person who's had a, a positive COVID test has come into contact with, and right. that is such an invasion of privacy. 
Now the bill itself, if you read through the bill, and I, I have, it doesn't, it doesn't um, outline the specific invasions of privacy, but if you listen to the local politicians, and if you see how this same thing has been implemented as guided by the WHO in other countries, you'll see that um, it's extremely invasive and it's extreme and it's probably unconstitutional um, to, to have people, you know, they go as far as say, to say things like um, they, you know, they will come into people's home and, and extract a positive, um, a COVID positive person uh, so that they don't infect the rest of their family. And, you know, as you can imagine, that has a whole, whole lot of problems. Sure. But it's, and the truth is, when it comes to things like that, sometimes people get really scared. Oh my God, they're, you know, they're coming to, to our house. But the, the, the honest truth of that is, um, if even a small percentage, a relatively small percentage of the populace disagrees with that, it cannot happen. It, it can't happen, there's, there's just too many people. So it's a question, it becomes again, a question of consciousness, right? So by raising a level of consciousness on, a, on a, uh, the basis of, as a whole, right, as a body, uh, we protect ourselves from bad choices and decisions. That's all it is. Yeah, oh, that's powerful stuff, Janad. And one thing that's interesting that I've seen, and I'm sure you have as well, is a lot of people that have come forward, like some of these doctors and, and speaking in terms of alternative approaches have been, you know, renounced, you know, so, so vigorously, you know, you'll see the backlash that comes up against them or their videos even taken down and, and you know, this kind of censorship that's happening, which, which you wouldn't imagine in a country like the States, but we're seeing, you know, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or uh, who knows what's next, Amazon will start, you know, blocking certain books or just taking them down. And to me, yeah. that's very concerning because when people are trying to get independent objective, uh, not even objective is not the word. It could even be positional resource that has its own position, but um, everyone has an angle, right? And, and yeah. so, you know, we have to be free to do our own research. And as you said earlier, come to our own conclusions. But when we're only allowed to look at, you know, what quote-unquote, they want us to see, it's, it gets a little dangerous, quite, quite dangerous. Yeah, you, you can't PG-13 um, the American people. You cannot put your hands over their ears and say, this is not appropriate for you guys to hear this. Um, the, the, all of these conversations need to happen. The pandemic conversation needs to happen. The David Icke conversation needs to happen. Whether true or false, people can come to their own conclusions about things. And so, and, and I, I name them because they're both, um, they're both videos and sources that have been removed from YouTube and Facebook very aggressively. And these, the people need to uh, be able to have these conversations, discuss them in all consciousness, and, and then find out what the true, what rings true for them. So, and it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's terrible to censor in, in that way. 
unless you're talking about a three-year-old kid or, or you know, a five-year-old kid. Right. You, know, you, you can't censor grown adults, especially not in a democracy. Well, I guess in that sense, I hope, I hope this conversation and video um, uh, is able to get out and touch some people. And uh, if we get uh, censored in some way, maybe, maybe that means we're, we're speaking a certain level of truth that um, some people would not like to get out there. But uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, and well, I, I would I like... <laughs> too uh, controversial, except for consciousness. That's pretty controversial. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. To some, it might be a threat to certain powers that be. So on, on that note, I want to invite you, Janad. This has been extremely insightful. Um, it's been great to hear from you, and I'd love to continue talking to you as things unfold. But I'd like to invite you right now, as we do uh, with the Palmouth Project, to offer some type of challenge uh, to our listeners, to our community, something they can take and do and start for themselves uh, okay. at any time. Well, um, I have, have had such a, an amazing experience during this COVID-19 um, lockdown, lock right? Uh, because I've applied myself like in an internal space to uh, work on my internal practice, you know, get to know myself a little bit more, uh, do my, my own routines, in a way that is like really disciplined and that I can get so much out of it. Cause if you think of the rat race, that wasn't, that wasn't leaps and bounds better either. Right. Because the rat race, it gets you stressed and, and there's all of these demands coming at you a million ways. There's a beauty in everything. And there's a beauty in, in being in your house because you can really experience yourself in a new way. You can meditate and you can, do exercises and, and go deeper and i always recommend to like all my clients you know use this time find something you love uh hone a skill um connect with people that you love you know um, develop yourself and so if, if i'm going to suggest something i would suggest uh there's a very simple set of exercises at the institute for hermetic philosophy we call it the higher consciousness challenge it's uh a a PDF outlining these exercises. It's how you can raise your level of consciousness uh, in, for, for, for one day by doing some very, very simple common sense exercises. And my challenge would be during this period to, to go there and download that, go to growyourbeing.com, download the Higher Consciousness Challenge. I see you have it up on the page. Uh, read through it and then do it for 21 days straight. And I will be doing it. I'll do it um, uh, with you. Uh, we will we'll, we'll send out emails. We'll, you know, we'll talk about our progress. Uh, we'll have a place where you can you know, talk about your progress and, and ask questions. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be great. We'll, we'll do it together and raise our level of consciousness because um, just like we, we were saying, the, the one problem that uh, the world has is a low level of consciousness. And by increasing yeah. our awareness, then we'll be, do, we'll be serving ourselves and we'll be serving the world. Amen. Amen. So there's a PDF. Uh, put the email address in on the website, growyourbeing.com. 
and one will automatically receive that PDF that outlines how to take on this challenge. 